ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. I'm your host, Stephen G. Gaxiola, and you are listening to the Raider and the Saint podcast. Once again, I want to thank all my listeners from around the world that tune in every week to the Raider and the Saint podcast. I couldn't have done it without you guys. It means a lot. The show is growing. The listeners are growing. It, it just it's, it's incredible to see what, uh, what I've created under uh, four years, and we're not going anywhere. We're going to continue to grind, and y- you guys continue to grind, and it means a lot to me. So shout out to all my listeners from around the world. Uh, this is episode 145. We are five away from one episode 150. I've been working on that episode. 150 is going to be a, a big mark. I got some surprise for you guys. Don't want to spoil it yet, but your, your boy over here is working on some things. So I'm excited for that. But before we can get there, we got to get one episode 145 in. Today's date is uh, February 18th. The year is 2023. For everyone who listened to the Super Bowl podcast, I... What I said, I said I took the Chiefs and the under, and it was the Chiefs and the over. So I was uh, one and one. But it was, uh, it was a good game. Couldn't imagine it was going that high. But other than that, man, I'm, I'm going to get right to it. My guests today are union organizers for Amazon. Did I get that correct? I didn't even – I didn't even uh, – I got – no, my bad. I messed up because I usually I do something before the show, and I didn't do it, but it's fine. Uh, I got Nanette and Carolina here. Carolina, Nanette. Won't you guys introduce yourselves and tell us uh, a little bit about what you guys are doing in Evolden? Well, uh, first of all, thank you for having us here tonight uh, and giving us a space to talk about this. Uh, My name is Carolina Verdusco. I'm a community organizer, and I have been helping my friend here, Nanette, in what she's working towards is unionizing ONTA, where she works. Hi, uh, my name is Nanette Placencia. I work at ONT8. Uh, it is a, a warehouse um, for Amazon and it is in Moreno Valley, California. And I have worked there for seven and a half years and we are trying to unionize um, our facility right now. Mm-hmm. So you, you work for Amazon? Yes, I okay. do. Okay, you don't? I don't. Okay. What made you guys decide, or what made you decide, hey, I, w- I want to get involved and I want to start start this? Um, I would say it was about the towards the end of 2019 to 2020 where um, I got written up for a final written 
and it was my first write-up ever since I started there in 2015 and they took it right to a final they didn't even give me a talking to or a verbal or anything and they said it was because I was TOT which there at Amazon it's called time off task mm -hmm. so there's this computer that it's, it has these algorithms in it and it's constantly monitoring your work so at any time you stop production or stop producing what you're supposed to be doing it'll clock you that you haven't done anything and if you go so long throughout your whole 10-hour work shift it they'll come to you at the end of the day and tell you hey you racked up a lot of time that you didn't do anything um, what is your explanation for it and you're supposed to break down your whole 10-hour shift and explain why you stopped, what happened throughout your workday, how many times you went to the restroom, how many times you talked to a manager, everything. And then from there, after you could remember everything, they get back to you and let you know if they decided to still write you up or not. Mm -hmm. So I got, I still got written up, even though I even had a notebook with me and I kept track of everything. Yeah. So, so what, what, sorry to cut you off, but what did you do? So how many years you with with Amazon? I'm still with them. Still and with I've been them? there for seven and a half seven years. Seven and a half years. And so what what do you do in the warehouse? What's what's your job description? Uh, like what do you what's your daily I routine? Work, I work in a department called prep. So okay. what I do is they drop a pallet to me in my workstation and mm -hmm. I have a computer, I have a scan gun, and it's a pallet full of different kinds of boxes. And I pull one box at a time and I open it up, I scan the paperwork and I scan the item. Then my computer will tell me what the vendor wants done to this item. And those are, these are all returns then? I'm no, 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 they're not okay. returns. See, we deal with the vendor. The vendor sends their so items to us. And a pallet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then from there, the computer tells us that the vendor wants certain things done to this item before I could send it across the way to mm -hmm. the other side of my building. Mm -hmm. And the item might want special treatment. It might want special bubble bagging. Uh, it wants bagging. It wants special ASIN stickering. It wants me to create a set. So I have to do a lot of things to it before I can send it. Wow. Yeah. So okay. that's what I deal with on, on my end. Wow. And you do that for 10 hours? Yes. And so going back, so the computer is monitoring mm -hmm. you, right? So it's monitoring by your scans. Yes. you scanning. Mm -hmm. And so this particular day, you had a lot of drag time or downtime whatever mm -hmm. however you want to call it uh, what did you tell them when, when they came and approached you what what was your excuse or? well the thing is at, they come to us at the end of the day yeah end of the day. right before we're about to leave mm -hmm. and then they tell us well you accumulated this much time of tot explain yourself so i have to remember what i did and sometimes i don't keep track of everything on my little notebook i do have a notebook but sometimes I don't keep track of everything when I go to the restroom and when I come back. Mm -hmm. Because that's another thing they'll ask. Did you use the restroom? Yes. How many times today did you use restroom? What time did you walk away from your station? And what time did you get back to your station? Jeez, yeah. Please. And if you stop to help a fellow coworker, you should write that down. If they might need to help. You, if you don't write it down, you can't remember that you stopped working to help this coworker. In our department, we deal with a lot of items with glass and liquids. And so it breaks. We clean that up. We don't have a special team that comes in and cleans those things up. We clean them ourselves if wow. we have spillages, glass broken. So that is another thing that makes us TOT, time off task. So you have to remember all these things because if, you, if they come to you at the end of the day and you can't explain everything, they're like, well, sorry, we're going to write you up. Jeez. Yeah. And basically after that experience I went through, 
and I went through the whole process and no matter how many times I tried to explain myself, it didn't matter. They still said, we're giving you this final written. I felt helpless. I felt that it wasn't right. I felt that I was taken advantage of because I've been there for so many years and I worked hard and it didn't matter. I had mm -hmm. no one there to help me mm -hmm. through that process to fight back. And that's was my changing point to say something needs to be done here. Wow. Yeah, that shit pisses me off mm -hmm. just for you saying saying that. I mean, it's different where it, well, it is different where I work and it's it's people don't understand that that what, you know, I'm I'm union, right? I'm a teamster I'm from local 952 and people, young kids don't understand that you might not need it now rep union representation because you're young, right? You're doing what the company's telling you. You're, you're keeping up with your numbers. Because same thing over at UPS, it's numbers, right? Now we got we got better technology now. Where yeah, they downtime. Wait, what did you do from three to three thirty? And even not even that. It's like from three to three o five. What were you doing? Your yeah. car wasn't moving. And it, I mean, they really nicky pickety now. Mm -hmm. And with us, we got union representation. You know, hey, you har you're harassing me. Uh, article 37 and there's things that we can do to keep them off our back you know and, and, it's, and it's a constant battle it's count constantly union management union management grief filing grievances it, it is but at the end of the day it's it, it's it's i'm blessed to be part of a union and you're not the only one i know that for sure i know there's plenty of amazon workers that are going through that and what you guys are doing is great it, it's it's a it's an amazing thing you guys are doing and it, it definitely is sad. I mean, shit, you know, if, if my wife was, uh, you know, she went through that as, and she was a manager for a uh, Fuddruckers many years ago and she was constantly getting, well, she got promoted, right? She started off as a, as a cook and cashier and moved her way up to manager, but she was constantly getting harassed by this manager. And what happened was we had our second kid and she took a maternity leave, right? And when she came back, uh, it was just straight back into a 12-hour shift. You're working 65, 70 hours a week. It's a restaurant. And it got to the point where she got uh, really sick. She became anemic. Uh, she was suffering from postpartum. But her manager, her manager, she was really fucking, mm, mm, mm. And she would come home and just cry and tell me. And I tell you, I wanted to go over there and just start beating ass. But, you know, what are you going to do? You know, it's... It's one of those things, but you, you guys ain't you ain't the only one, and the fact that you guys are doing something about it. And well, how long have you been uh, organizing for now? I started it off in 2020. That was the beginning of okay, it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And how's it going now? Um, now we're we're further along that we're at the point where we are uh, getting signatures for authorization cards. Okay, and what are those authorization cards for? Well, those are so we can actually have get to the next phase of a vote. Okay. So that's what we're working on right now. And the thing is, is what gets me upset about that part in particular is because there's a law that I have to get 30% of my coworkers to sign one of these mm -hmm. cards so we could turn into the National Labor Board so we can get the vote. Mm -hmm. But there's not a law that helps me get that number of how many people actually work in my warehouse. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> I have to guess on really? how many people they won't even there. give you that information. No, huh? they will not hand that information over. They will if 
Do you have a rough estimate how many people work there, though? Yeah, so we tried to get a rough estimate. We had to guesstimate because guesstimate. there's no way we're able to actually get those numbers. Mm -hmm. um, it's not provided. The, um, the workplace, uh, people's workplaces, Amazon, they don't provide that. And there's no law that makes them provide it. Mm -hmm. So that's what gets me upset right there is that we're already hitting a wall and just trying to get those numbers. Mm -hmm. So we have to guess. So we came up with our best guess and we got cards signed. We turned them into the National Labor Board. But then Amazon came back to the National Labor Board and said, oh, no, we have this amount. They gave the National Labor Board an estimate of way more than what we came up with. They said mm -hmm. that we have 2,600 employees working at our facility. Mm. So the National Labor Board said you didn't make that number 30% of what Amazon's saying. Mm. So I had two choices. I leave them in and say, no, I don't think we have that number. And then Amazon has to provide further proof of mm -hmm. that number. Or I pull them out and I keep adding till I hit the 30% of what they said. Mm. So I decided to go along with whatever Amazon tried to say. And I pulled the cards out so I could keep adding on top of that. Mm -hmm. number till we get 30% of what they're saying we have. Mm -hmm. And then, so that's what we're working on right now. And then finally, when we hit 30% of 2,600, we'll be able to turn them back in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So once, once you hit that number, then you guys, what, what's the next step after that? So then when we turn them into the national labor board, they'll go ahead and look at it and see how the numbers are. And if we did hit 30% and see who's still employed there, and who's actually there working there still after we turn in the cards. And then from there, if we do make it, then they will tell us when we will be able to have the the vote. The vote. Yeah, that's yes. right. That's right. The vote. So are they treating you different over there now that you're one of the organizers? Or do you get any backlash from management and stuff like that? Uh, you gotta, do you feel like you got a target on your back? Well, I feel like I have a target on my back, but not in particular just for management just all around because we're actually going through a phase which started in October where they brought in a firm um, to come at us every day about, they basically tell us how it's not good to unionize. Mm. So they have this firm come in and they're- Union busters. Yeah. We go to these meetings on a daily basis, the whole facility, mm. uh, including night shift. It's just around the clock. And it started in October and they're still here to this day and we're still going to them. Well, they're forcing you to go to those, huh? Yes, they force us to go to us. They tell us to go to them. They actually, in the beginning, they called them a training uh, meeting. Mm -hmm. And now they're doing it again, but now they're, they changed the name of it. Now they're calling it a privacy meeting. Know your, know your, your privacy rights. Wow. Yeah, so we're doing that. They have uh, flyers on our break tables. They have all our TV screens filled with stuff about, you know, how it's you're not guaranteed to get any any better mm -hmm. um they talk about the the union that is helping us the alu okay um that's, that's why i wanted to ask what yeah. unions helping you guys uh the alu okay. uh, amazon labor union um they talk about them um that's what the flyers and the tv screens and are that and the, and the leader of that is chris smalls right yes okay yeah 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 nice they send us text messages mm -hmm. Jeez. Uh, yeah and on your personal phone Yes. You just tell them you gonna pay for my phone bill then? <laughs> yeah, they don't let us. They don't. We we don't. Uh, the hardcore union members they don't allow the management to call their phone. Uh, don't talk to them during lunch break. If you talk, try to get a hold of me during lunch break. I'm starting my lunch over. I mean, it, you it gets really get really hard. But if I have them set, sending text messages on my phone, man, 
Like yes. you, you're, you can't be doing that. Yeah, they even actually the managers will even say things during why we're at on our work shift, why we're at our workstations. They'll they'll remind us um, in the early morning. They have this thing called a stand up, and we'll be in our work area, and they'll just tell us like what we're looking at, like our um, our buffers and how much we should put out you know, today, and they'll remind you to wear your safety gear. And then as they're going through it, they'll throw in some union information. Mm -hmm. They'll say, and just a reminder about some union information, unions will say anything to get your signature, but just remember uh, they can't guarantee anything. And we have mm -hmm. our own managers telling us this throughout the workday while we're there. Wow. Shh. I don't think I don't think I'd last a day over there. I didn't know hitting someone. I don't know how you guys do it, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you guys are doing something. Uh, what about you? Well, uh, I met Nanette in 2020 through a mutual friend. Oh, OK, I thought you got you guys. You guys came in. I thought you guys been friends for a long time. Uh, no, actually, what happened is that I, I work on local campaigns, national campaigns, oh, really? political campaigns and um, this mutual friend said, you know, I know someone, they want to run for the city council. Mm -hmm. And can you, can what if, you wonder if I wanted to run for my, my local, could you help me with right, that? I can help you with that. Yeah. <laughs> we can make it happen. Yep. Damn, that's what's up. <laughs> so I met Nanette and I thought she's, she's not, um, someone that wants to be a, a long career politician. She yeah. was someone that was very passionate about her community. Mm -hmm. Uh, she was very passionate about, um, you know, all these new warehouse developments that were coming to her community. Mm -hmm. And I was too, because I was being impacted by the same in, where I live. Mm -hmm. And so we had that in common. Well, she came very close to winning that election. So I'm, I'm proud of her. She's a fighter. Wait, you? Yeah. What'd you run for again? City council. Oh, that's right. That's right. City yeah. council. I just had Manny Escamilla. Sorry, my brave. I'm, my, I'm like, listen yeah. to you guys, but then I'm like, thinking like, thinking away like thinking of, of uh stuff but uh manny escamilia uh mm -hmm. he was on my show shout out to manny he ran for city council for the city of santa Ana. okay and uh, i think he he he, he ran twice already he's lost by a couple hundred votes but uh, he's a really good friend of mine but yeah you ran for city council what city again paris paris okay how that how that go it, it was a very close race uh but she didn't win and uh, i know after the campaign well throughout the campaign she was always telling me about what's going on at her workplace. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that was always big in the background. And when uh, she lost, she was, she was down for a while and she was still going to the meetings and, you know, speaking up about a lot of things. And I told her, you know what? The reason you lost is because you have to stop what you're doing now and you have to devote 100% of your energy into unionizing. That's what you're going to do that's why you lost and uh i know it took a little while <laughs> but i think that that was that was also a turning point like to realize you know what because uh, i told her these warehouse development we're not going to stop them mm. we are not going to stop them they're already in the works there's a lot of things that were already decided mm. but what we can change is the lives of the people that work inside the warehouses yeah and so I said, that has to be our focus. And, uh, you know, it's been hard for me not being on the inside, 
but I've been trying to support her in every way that I can mm -hmm. from outside. Mm -hmm. How so? You guys got a lot of big buildings coming in then, huh? Where you guys live, a lot of big uh, mm -hmm. commercial buildings. Just to give you an idea, in Moreno Valley, there's a project called the World Logistics Center mm -hmm. that is going to be seven times the size of a Disneyland. So if you can imagine that and, uh, you know, that's like a small, that's like a county. Mm -hmm. yeah. What? And what are they going to do there? It's going to be a logistics center. All warehouses. All warehouses. We're, we're, so basically like Amazon stuff, like who's going to yes, rent out these yes. warehouses? So the, the IE is going to be a huge dry port. We have the San, airport, uh, okay. San Bernardino Airport expansion. We have the Norton uh, Air Force, right? March is Air Force. March Space. Air Force. Uh huh. That so is being yeah. expanded. So wow. it's just uh, exploded in the IE. Mm -hmm. And how how is that affecting the community as far as uh, traffic? Uh, you know uh, the values of property, homes, crime. I mean. What's the effects on something like that, building these bunch of warehouses everywhere? Where I live, just recently a project was approved that's going to displace 200 people, 200 homes. Uh, a local elementary school was sold to a developer. Uh, I have to deal with the traffic of taking my daughter to the high school every day. Something that should take about 10 minutes mm -hmm. is 30, 35 uh, minute drive. And it, you know, the environmental impacts. Yeah. are also things that we have to stay and deal with mm -hmm. wow yeah i remember growing up my my dad we almost moved to moreno valley my dad worked for uh boeing uh, mcdonald douglas and it would turn to boeing and he worked on the c-17 and i remember we we're young we almost moved to moreno valley he bought a house he, it was almost done deal he had us basically signed the paperwork and then we ended up not doing it and staying here in fullerton but I have uh, family members that live out there in Moreno Valley and Riverside. And it, that's crazy, man. Just a dry port, huh? But, I mean, isn't it good, though? I mean, it's bringing jobs. I well, mean, are they good-paying jobs or no? That's the More thing. More slave labor, huh? I've <laughs> been to so many city council meetings, supervisor meetings, where these projects are going to get approved. And every single time uh, we have people that say, how they're going to bring in these great jobs mm -hmm. great jobs but then what i got from speaking with the net this whole time was that it wasn't a great experience mm -hmm. and that's why i said look um we are not gonna be able to stop these warehouses or you know what's already set in motion but we can definitely change people's lives you know how they're treated what they're paid and so that's what we're trying to accomplish yeah that i i, I commend you guys i I'm excited that you guys are here. I mean, my mind is like, like I got so many questions and things I want to ask, and I'm just trying to keep it, you know, structured, the podcast. But I tell people, you know, I have friends that they, they have good jobs, you know, good good jobs in the office, and they, they make really good livings. And But the warehouse jobs, stuff like that, that's I, – I, I, say, I, I say it's like dead – I would say those are dead-end jobs, right? Where, where, where can you go? After that, how much raises are you getting? Uh, or what kind of medical? Like, what kind of medical do you have over there? Are the medicals at least decent? Or good? Not good. It's, it's very dumb? expensive. Really? Yeah. 
I don't actually get the medical through my job because it's so expensive. I actually get it through my husband. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, yeah. He's I union. saw the ring, so yeah. I'll yeah, he's you. <laughs> so you get it. You live with the you. Okay. Wow, I would love to get him on the show and hear hear <laughs> uh, what's your wife come home and tell what's kind of stories. I want to go. I'm gonna knock some heads. <laughs> I bet, dude. I bet. That uh, that the thing is, we deserve better, right? Yes. We, we deserve better. We we. we you want us to put those numbers up? I'll put those numbers up. But at the end, there's got to be some type of reward, right? I could do it myself and put my own money away in the 401k and do this and that and save. But you're making penny to, pennies to the dollar, and they think, oh, you're making good money. No, you're, you're making Jeff Bezos more money, you know? He's got the nerve to fucking make a rocket ship. Not just a rocket ship, the one shaped like a dick and balls, <laughs> and fly to fucking outer space and say yeah, you know, and 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 turn around and 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 spend all the money on union busters and talking smack and this and that. Listen, I get it, capitalism. I'm all for it, but at one point, how much fucking money you need? Billion. I'm telling you this, money doesn't buy happiness, and billions and billions of dollars, man, give it back. Open up your wallet. You're gonna you're gonna get better production. You're going to get people coming in that are more happy. You're not going to have turnarounds. How many people are coming and going all the time? Oh, it's a constant. It's like a revolving, revolving door, right? Door. Yes, and that's another thing is people, workers need to realize that better is out there. You might think you're getting the best you can get right now, but that's not true. There is better out there, and that's what I try to tell my coworkers. There's better. We deserve better. Your hard work deserves better than what you're getting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what I try to tell everybody. The thing, too, is that I think society, at least where where we live, people drive by these warehouses. They don't care what's going on. I in got there. a bunch of them over here. Yeah, they, they don't care that there's real people uh, working in really bad conditions there. Uh, and they justify a lot of this by saying, oh, it's like unskilled labor or uh, I get my products for cheaper. Uh, and they don't they don't really have a second thought about it, mm -hmm. you know. And another thing that you had brought up earlier was that about young people what a lot of these um uh, warehouses are doing is um connecting with the local high schools and being like a feeder the high school to the warehouse mm -hmm. and a lot of young kids that's their first job they think it's amazing they mm -hmm. get their first paycheck they're like wow i made it in life because they're working there what's a certain pay 20 bucks no it, it's as as a as coming on brand new to amazon i think it's like 16 it's around there i can't say exactly but it's okay. around that amount and, and a lot of these young people uh if they're not paying rent you know they might have a car payment mm. they think they made it they might get injured they don't know that they have could have any rights mm. so you end up with a lot of young people thinking that that's the way mm -hmm. and, and you know mm -hmm. that's another I big think, problem i think that Listen, I started in the warehouse, too, and I fucking hated it. it I was so close to quitting. I, I think nine months I was getting ready. I was tired of loading trailers, and luckily the people above me moved on to go driving, and then I moved up and started picking off, you know, which means I was sorting packages, pushing them down slides, going into trailers. And it's it's a tough job, and but it's also a young man's job, right? You, know, you need to make money. You want to get out in the workforce. I think it's a great you know, starting jobs to just get some money in your pocket, get some experience. But it's also, it can be something like my friend Jose Negrete, right? He works in the warehouse. He could have been a driver years ago, 
but he's he's in the he's in the warehouse and he works in the warehouse and, and he's made a career out of it. I think everyone has a right to choose where they where they want to stay, you know. And I think as you get like because you're uh, a little bit older than the high schoolers, you know, them picking on you because they're like, well, I could get a, a 16 or 18 year old in here. He's going to do twice the amount of work than you. And I think that's why they're scared of unionizing because they, they want that 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 youth. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break. OK, we're going to come off camera. And when we come back, we'll we'll, we'll pick up on that. But all my listeners on IG, if you guys want to listen to the rest of this podcast, you could tune in to SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. But once again, thank you guys, and I'll see you guys in a bit. All right? All right, we are back, folks. First off, if you guys want to be on the show, you want to be an advertiser, a sponsor, when this podcast goes uh, viral, hit me up. At the Raider and a Saint at Outlook.com. That is the Raider and a Saint at Outlook.com. Also, shout out to Wimpy's Pawn Shop. Hit them up if you guys are looking to buy, sell, or trade your soul. They're located in Azusa, California. And shout out to Main Pawn Shop in Baldwin Park, California. If you guys are looking for deals, looking for a, a diamond ring, a PS5. Uh, need special tools, whatever, hit them up. Let them know the Raider and the Saint podcast sent you. They'll hook you up with a, a sweet deal. But other than that, we're back to the show. What's up, ladies? Oh, I'm sorry. We're getting, we getting dust on us. It's snowing. It's snowing. Sorry about that. <laughs> you're going to go home smelling like a chimney, I'll tell you that. Right. Yeah, every night I do. Uh, or every weekend uh, I go and smell. Yeah, it's a piece of wood. Uh, but anyways, going back to the – you're saying that the, the, so the school districts – or preparing these kids to go into Amazon and the working at the warehouse? Yes, what's happening is that the way they word it is that they're partnering uh, with with the trades, but working in the warehouse is not really a trade. Mm. So I think if, if you say you're training them to go into the logistics industry, then that's different. That's, you know, you're being real about what you're saying. Um, so it is an issue for me as a parent of someone that recently graduated high school mm. that sometimes um, they're not pushing other options. It's, it's really like preparing the students to go solely into the warehouse industry. And um, you think they're getting kickbacks from that too? I'm pretty sure that they are. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. And the thing that happens when you're young is that, uh, like I was saying earlier, you might get a back injury. You might get another type of injury that you're going to have to live with the rest of your life mm. that job might be temporary for you but you're going to carry that with you and so a lot of young people they don't know what some of their basic rights are and um wow yeah yeah for me i have two herniated discs in my back and it's from working in the warehouse wear and tear you know people don't understand right As, me being a driver i've been a driver for almost 20 years I've uh, been at the company for 25 years. And the warehouse wears and tears, right? You're, you're loading two trailers a, a, a night, uh, 1,600 pieces, ranging from uh, zero pounds to 150 pounds. You know, you don't know what you're getting. Then you go to pick off. You're picking off your sorting. You're doing a lot of twisting and turning, right? A lot of twisting and turning. They try to tell you to pivot. But how are you supposed to pivot if there's a thousand packages on the belt and the belt's going 20 miles an hour? 
It's like an episode from Lucy when she's trying to put the candy oh, in yeah. the wrapper. She just starts eating them. You know what I mean? And it's like it's, it's, it's a joke. And, and then he shut off the belt and then he shut the whole operation down. And the manager's coming up. He's yelling. You're yelling back at him. And he's watching you like like you're a little kid, dude. I says, well, I go, if you think you could do better, I go, why don't you fucking do it then? You know what I mean? And you're able to get away with some, certain mm-hmm. things, you know, because you, you're union, right? Uh, but obviously, if you're not, you're going to get mm-hmm. yelled at. But, yeah, I got a bad back, and, and I had to go through the, the the mill, dude, and fighting with them. And yeah, my back, no, I got to come off route. And it sucks when you, you're out there and your back tightens up or mm-hmm. you can't move, you're laying there. Hey, dude, I can't, dude, I can't. Oh, come on. Just we'll give you the day off. We'll give you the rest of the week off. And that's how they would swindle you. And you'd be like, fuck, okay, and you would do it. But then you take the rest of the week off, you're not getting paid. They're putting you on for our days. But you're not getting paid. And it's like, what the fuck? I hurt, hurt my back at work. I should be getting compensated for that. Right. And so, you you know, and, and the young drivers now, they, they fall for those things. Hey, go ahead and do this route, bang it out, and then we'll give you tomorrow off. But in, in the long run, you, you're losing time money. and money. And that's the way they're ro- rolling it with now is uh, – We'll, you know, come in Monday, Tuesday. Uh, we'll give you Wednesday off, work Thursday, Friday, and then you can come in on a Saturday. But in the long run, you're losing money because you're not getting paid for that day. And then you got to come in on a Saturday to make up for it, you know, and you're helping them out. And and real quick, the young people coming in, um, that reminds me of them saying, well, I'm only going to be here for, you know, a year or less than a year. I'm going to college. But life happens. So what happens to those ones that actually end up staying longer? So that's why it's important for the young people coming into their first job, especially at Amazon, that, yeah, you might say that you're only going to be here for a little bit, but you never know what's going to happen to you or to your life at that time. And you might have to stay longer. So isn't it better to make sure that if you end up having to stay longer, your work environment is better for yeah. you and your pay is better and the money that you're going to get for retirement is better for you just in case you stay longer because you never know what's going to happen. And that's what I try to tell them too. There's better out there. You deserve better for your hard work. You deserve more pay for one of the most you know, profitable corporations in the world. You deserve a great retirement fund for yourself for all that hard work that you do. You deserve good medical benefits for the work you do. So even though you might not be here that long, at least in the meantime, you're gonna get better, which you deserve. Yeah. So do you have an option to say, okay, uh, what are the options? Like what, what what type of positions are there in Amazon? Like how many positions? And if you get a choice, could you decide, hey, I wanna switch positions and do something easier? No, or no. What it is is so when you first onboard into Amazon, you're put in a position. You don't get an option to decide. Do they do a test on you or anything? No. No, No, they pick for you. Really? That's what happened to me. I got, they told me where I was going to work. So from there, after the first year I was there, I was able to move into a different position. But it's not like it was an easier position. It was actually one, and my first year, I wasn't on a rate, they call, where I had to pick so many items or process so many 
per hour. And um, so when I was there in that position, a year later, they were like, okay, now we're gonna put you in a different position. And I was like, all right, cool, I can't wait. But it ended up being in another position where I had to actually deal with more things, as in I had to deal with the rate now, and I had to deal with TOT. So there are some areas where they don't deal with neither of those things when they come in to clock in. They're not on TOT. It's kind of like not, they're sucking you in. Yeah, and they're not on a rate either. They don't have to package so many items per hour. And then there are some people who have to deal with one of those things or both of those things. I am in the situation where I deal with both of them. And you get, and then you guys all get paid the but same. But we all get paid the same. Wow. But when we clock in, that should be a skill position. Things. Yeah, there's less things that some people have to deal with than others do. What about management? Do you ever thought about maybe getting management? Maybe uh, you know. It's yeah. See, the thing is, anybody. How does that happen? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you can apply for a management position. Um, throughout the years that you've been there, it's not like exactly right when you get in there, mm. you can apply for a management position. Mm. You do have the option to be able to apply for it later on. And what they do is they say that they use either if you have a, they use the years that you've been there as if a degree, who someone comes in with a degree uh, for a management position. Mm -hmm. And you, of course, you apply for it. But the thing is they pay different. If you are onboarded as a manager from starting there, working there at Amazon, you actually get paid less than someone who's coming in from the outside with a degree coming in for that position. They actually pay them more. But here's the thing. They get a contract. They negotiate a, a contract. So that's what I try to tell people too. These managers have a negotiated contract. It seems to be working out fine for them. Mm. Don't we deserve the same thing? Mm -hmm. And the only reason why I've never applied to go up higher is because I don't believe in the Amazon ways, their mm -hmm. beliefs, the way I feel that they treat people. Um, I don't believe in that. Yeah. And that's why I never applied never to went. go up yeah. higher. I just wanted to know how, how yeah. that process would work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would have. Yeah. You don't want to go into that management. I, just, I was curious to see how, how it would work. I thought maybe they would come up. They would see someone that had potential of uh, being uh, manipulated and go, hey, you want to come into management? Because that's all they are, UPS. Uh, if they see someone that that uh, they can change and, and nurture into being a, a, in management. Right, uh, and they the, do the same thing there. Yeah, you could, but like you said, they have these things where when you apply for it, yeah, they're looking for you snitches. have to have the Amazon culture way. Mm -hmm. That's what they call it. And actually, I'm going to look it up real quick because um, there's a word, there's a terminology that they use that they want you to use when you apply for certain positions and that route is in management or assistant mm -hmm. management would be like a team leader. Mm -hmm. And you have to use a certain way of uh, going at your interview for you to even be I should have told you guys to bring me a shirt. I would have paid you for it. I like oh, those shirts. We, we brought, brought you. shirts. Oh, you and did? And we brought beanies, too. Oh, dude. <laughs> I loved it, dude. Hey, I tell people to understand, uh, some people that come on the show, that I've had people, people, when I started doing the podcast early days, people would show up with gifts. And they says, you're always supposed to show up with a gift, right? Somebody bring donuts or somebody bring a bottle of JD. Somebody would bring a, a shirt or a hat. And, uh, and it's usually women that bring gifts to the show. So so everyone that's listening to the show, if you're invited to come on the show, bring a gift. It's it's a common courtesy. Step it yeah, up. Thank you, guys. <laughs> hey, that's awesome. I'm going to be wearing that shit. Because, like, when I have one that says Teamster on it. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to Viviana. Uh, matter of fact, i got to get her on the show pretty soon. Uh, but anyways, uh, she brought me a shirt, and I wear that shirt all the time on my podcast. But it's dirty, so i got to get it. i got to get it. i got to get it. Uh, 
uh, dry cleaned. But thank you. Yeah, I saw yeah. you guys' shirts. I'm like, dude, I'll support that shit. <laughs> but yeah, going back to what you're looking up. Oh, yeah. So they call it the STAR method. And it's called S-T-A-R, and there's a star method. And those were, those letters actually mean something that you have to break it down in that order. So I just text a coworker asking what exactly, break it down further as in what does S-T-A-R mean? And the reason why she knows about that is because she actually applied for a higher position. And she learned from feedback. They call it feedback if you don't get the position. There's someone in management will get back to you and let you know why. And so that's how she knows about it because she didn't get it. But they, it's about the STAR method, that there's a certain method of your interview and you have to use these, this strategy and uh, the Amazon way as the STAR method to be able to get considered. Yeah. Mm. So that's how uh, we always make jokes and they're a cult because they have this set way of you having to talk and uh, go about things to go up, move up the ladder. You guys should start doing that. You should have a secret, a secret sign. You should do the diamond in the air, like Rihanna. <laughs> you should all should have uh, like at ten twenty nine. We're all gonna put the the diamond up <laughs> at the sky. <laughs> so, uh, I want I want to learn the the process. So now we haven't talked about Amazon drivers, right? Do you work in that warehouse where there's drivers too, like the like another section? Because ours warehouse is right. It's it's we get the 45 footers that come in, we unload, we load. It goes through the tr the transition of the belts and mm -hmm. and they get you know to the trucks and yes. then the, so you you we got trucks that. too. Okay. In our facility, uh, we're a little different. Um, we have two sides. We have one side that is called an inbound side where the trucks are pulling in mm -hmm. and you're unloading them. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side of our warehouse, we have the trucks that are getting loaded with the items that are coming across from the inbound side and they go across to the outbound side. Mm -hmm. And then we have people on that end loading the trucks mm -hmm. and then they take off to the destination wherever they need to go, what other Amazon they have to go to. So that's how we are. We're called a cross dock. So we have inbound and outbound. Mm -hmm. And we have, the, in our area, we call it PID, PID area. Mm -hmm. And that's where, so we have both sides. You can either be unloading a truck onto the conveyor belts, or you could be um, on the outbound side where you're pulling the items off the conveyor belts, stacking um, inside the trucks. Mm. So uh, out of how many, how many positions in that? And it seems really complex, more than UPS. How many positions do you think there are in that warehouse? That's another thing. We actually don't have, uh, me for being there seven and a half years, I don't actually know all the positions there. Really? Because there's because, a list for us. See, we don't have that. I've actually went up to HR and asked for a list. Yeah, there's basics. There's ba mm -hmm. you're, you're either unload or load. Mm -hmm. And then if they, you come in, you're unloader or, or, or loader, mm -hmm. right? Then you got the metros, unload metros. That's means unloading the trucks that come in. But you're basically – then if you want to be an e-rig driver, which means you're going to drive around this cart and put heavy shit on and you got to take it to certain areas, that's a seniority position. So everything's seniority in our mm -hmm. hub. But the lowest of the low is you load a trailer or you unload a trailer. Mm -hmm. But then after that, it's it's seniority. And, and usually there's a list mm -hmm. uh, of, of positions and you put your name on it. When somebody moves up, you would move up. But mm -hmm. they don't even have anything like that. huh? No, I even asked HR personally for a list of that because I had said, hey, I'm interested in moving into a different position. Yeah. I've been here a long time. I've been doing this one position for many years. I want to see what else is out there on the other side of the warehouse or further yeah. down. Yeah. And so she told me that, oh, sorry, but we don't have a list. 
And I said, well, then how do I know what positions are available or where I might be interested in applying for? And she said, well, you can apply for your common positions, which are just like the ones I'm already at. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing, deals with TOT and rate. And I said, well, I want something more than that. You should just put in, put in I want to be sweeper. <laughs> <laughs> and she just said, sorry, we don't have it. Yeah, so I was never able to get a list, or I don't even know. Do you know think all the there's positions. favoritism involved with that then? Like, of because they, there is. they get yes. their family and friends in, they all do it. There's an easy job. You just you just pick up uh, trash. Yes, or, uh, yeah, or they're, they're That's friends. a seniority position where I'm from. Mm -hmm. We have port, they're called porters, and those mm -hmm. guys have been there for 30 years. And they come in, they just get their A, and they don't, you know, and, mm -hmm. but that's a seniority position. It's tough to get, mm -hmm. um, but it's a porter. You pick up trash and all that. And, and oh, we have we have those spots too, but it's for any people could barely be there um, less than a year, and they're doing that because and, we all get that, paid the and same. That's and they probably know someone in management, or, or they tend to really talk to them all the time, and mm. so they're like, "Go ahead, stay there in that position." That's a smoochies, huh? <laughs> yeah, mm. but that yes, and, and and of course, it's easier. I feel that. If you're friends with somebody in a different spot, it's mm. easier to get them pulled over there because there is nothing set up um, to be able to stop that. It's mm -hmm. basically who you know, not what you can do there. Because mm -hmm. there's nothing there's nothing set up to be able to be able to stop that from happening. What about I know that the goodwill, right? The goodwill hires a lot of, of people that, that have disabilities mm -hmm. but are still able to work. And I really love that. I, I've delivered the, a bunch of different Goodwill warehouses where uh, they have uh, it's people that are disabled, right, but are still able to work. And I'm telling you, they're the best workers. First of all, shout out, shout out to those people that, that have disabilities but are, are working, you know, that have uh, mental issues and or, you know, just they were born with something. And I'll tell you, one time I came and because I, I drive a Bobcat, right, I drive one of those moving trucks. And I do like four or five big bulk stops and I pick up big bulk, you know, uh, pallets and stuff. And I came in with some heavy stuff. It was about 90 pounds each and it was about 100 of them. And I says, hey, and I, I pulled up and I said, hey, dude, I need some help. Man, he the dude. the So they have the managers, right? The managers are, are you know, uh, nor, not well, how could I say not normal? I don't want to be, you know, a piece of shit by saying it. But they're they're not they don't have a disability, but they work with people who have disabilities. So. He, he, hey, 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 whistled, and, man, these kids came, dude, and they were, hey, what's, you know, what's going on? And, and I'm cool as fuck. Like, dude, these guys are picking shit up. Like, they have superhuman strength mm -hmm. and, and just carrying it out. I'm like, man, these guys are hard workers, and they're sweating, working hard. My question is, do you guys have that program where you guys have uh, disabled people coming in and, and, and working in the warehouse? Because um, I know we do at UPS. We have people that have certain conditions. Uh -huh. that, you know, but they're they're working and doing things within the hub and yeah, uh, we do. I just don't know how many different um, things that they have for um, you know disabilities um, there at our facility. Um, the only thing that we have there, um, we we I work with a lot of people who um, um, who are deaf. Mm -hmm. and yeah, same with us, oh, deaf okay. people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I work a lot. I work with a lot of people, that, and they're in every department. And they're actually, you know, learning people too who help other people learn mm -hmm. their position. Um, so that I know for sure we have. I just don't know of any other ones that we have there. But it's because I know that for a fact because I work with them in my department. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah sorry if I but if I butchered that. I was. Oh, yeah. I was like. <laughs> I was like. I don't know what, they, what kind of uh, disabilities they have, but they they they're hard workers, and they're sh- and they're really strong. Like holy, they're picking stuff up and, uh, and so, uh, yeah. That's uh. You got any questions? You got anything you want to ask? I think we got to come over back over to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got a lot of stuff you, you were saying earlier. Um, you know, uh, go, let's go back a little bit. Let's go back to, uh, you know, the, the the schools. You know, are they are they giving up and just saying, hey, we're going to just send you to Amazon? Because I remember when I graduated high school, you would sit down with the counselor and they would give you options. Hey, you could go to college. You could do this. You could do that. Uh but, but but now they're just throwing Amazon at you, Well, huh? the thing is, with so many warehouse developments, you need to fill fill it with workers mm-hmm. and a workforce. So who is uh, the perfect uh, worker? Is these people that are, these students that are coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. And so for a lot of them, it sounds good. You know, you could work part-time while you go to college. And um, some of them, you know, th- that's that's going to be their job and at the end of the day uh something that me and annette were talking on the way over here um these huge corporations we don't want them to go bankrupt Mm -hmm. and they're not going to Mm -hmm. they could do the right thing they -hmm. could make profit but they could pay their workers better Mm -hmm. and they can have better working conditions this this could be a good job Mm -hmm. it could Mm -hmm. you know and that's that's what we're fighting for is uh we're not bashing the people working in, you know, in, in the warehouses. Cause I, I know a lot of, um, a lot of people say, Oh, it's unskilled labor. No, it isn't. It takes a lot of different skills yeah. to, to work in these warehouses. Mm-hmm. So we just want to make sure that it's something that, um, the people that work there can, whether they're young or, or it's a second job or that's their, they're going to make it their career that with that wage, they're able to afford an apartment. They, they have the possibility of buying a house in the future. Because the way I see it right now, I think my kids are going to be living with me <laughs> the rest of my life. You no, know? <laughs> I know. No, no. I, I see it, too. I got a, I got a 21-year-old, yeah. too. And I see it. And, and that's just it. Amazon, I just want Amazon to stop putting this facade on as, as they do on social media and mm-hmm. to everybody. That they're the greatest place to work at and they're the most eco-friendly place and um the thing is if you want to say that then do it yeah you know show it but the thing is they're not showing it and that's the issue that i have with them a lot of people come into amazon all excited as i did when i first started because you hear all this hype about them and you're excited to get in there and you hear i'm working for amazon and they get in there and in the beginning it's great it is it was great for me i was excited to be there but after a while you start to see the cracks that Mm. are there and you start to realize wait this isn't the greatest place to work and you try to make change and you try to voice your concerns or your issues with management but it's like um it, it they pull they they string you along to think that they hear you and they're going to make change and and they understand where you're coming from but nothing gets changed mm-hmm. and then after all that hard work you do you start to feel like dang i the work i put in i deserve better than what you're giving me because you keep flaunting that you're making all these high numbers and these profits and well where's my return on that 
I helped you get that. So where's my return on that? You don't get it. You just get a thank you. Or when you go out the door, you get a high five. I don't want a high five for management. I don't want a little bag of chips. I want it. I want to see it in my paycheck. I want to see the bonuses. I want to see my better medical benefits from all I put in to help you get those high profits that you get yearly. That's the issue with Amazon. Yeah. Let me ask you this <clears throat> about benefits because I know you said your spouse, they, they, take, they t take care of your benefits right now. Um, with Amazon, do you have to make, you know, 30, you know, generally it's, oh, if you work 30 plus hours, you get benefits. How is it at there with them? If do you have, do you even get benefits at, at 30 plus? Because it, sometimes it is contracted out, right? Yeah, you, you do have to hit a certain, yeah. Like um, if you're on flex or I think part-time, you don't get them. Um, yeah, I, I know for sure flex, but you might be able to do part-time. Um, and you'll get them or full-time, but of course you're still paying from they only offer a certain um, a Certain ones that you have to choose from and they're very uh, high and then of course they deduct it from your paycheck and um, The thing was with that since my husband's always works union jobs I've always gone through my husband because it was so much cheaper mm -hmm. and it was better Actually, I got more coverage and I paid less for it and that's why I never had went through Amazon because I noticed it was less benefits, but I had to pay even more out of my paycheck for them. Right. What's yeah. the average? What's the do you have you heard other people like what's the average weekly deductible for their health care? Um, I did it. So I did it one one time one, one time. year. One year. And they took out of my paycheck they were taking and it was twice and that was back in the days it was only i was getting paid twice uh twice a month so it was ever like every other week mm -hmm. um but now they had they changed it to weekly but at the time when i did it for that one year they were taking out uh $225 um for my paycheck a week per check per check you get paid every week, every two weeks? Back then, it was every two weeks. What is it now? So now we get paid weekly. But okay. since then, ev um, the medical benefits have gone up. Because I always look at them still to see the difference. Yeah. And they've gone up. And a lot of coworkers who get the medical benefits were upset about it because it went up. And they were complaining, too, that it was too much. And then the and I is that for how many people, though? Uh Oh, yeah, through, like, your family or yeah, to a yeah. single. Yeah, it didn't matter. It went up for either – it went up for, for both. It went up per family, and it went up per single. And a lot of people, the the it went up, and then so that's why they actually just recently gave every person who works at Amazon across the board a raise because the medical went up, especially in California. The medical went up, mm -hmm. so that meant that Amazon had to actually increase the pay to their workers. So they had to do the bare minimum. So that's what they gave us. Mm -hmm. But they tried to say, hey, we're doing this for you. Like they tried to make it seem like they did it because we're hard workers. But they actually had to do it because our medical benefits went up. Because it's the law. Yes, because it was the law. And they had to do it. Yes. Jeez, dude. Slimy. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're slimy. What about sick calls? How many times you got to call in sick before they let you go? Um, so with that, they actually changed that too. So they decided, so before they would give us 80 hours for a year for unpaid time. That we don't have a sick time. 
This is just called unpaid time. 80 hours. 80 hours. And you can use that however you want to use it throughout the year. It's only eight days. Yes. Because, yes, yeah, we work 10-hour days. Yeah. Right. Now, once you fall under that, let's say you go in the negative, they're gonna, you're going to get fired. That's how they fire people. So if you go in the negative, do you you're get fired. that right when you get hired? You get that right off the bat, or you yes. get to work for us? We had to work a year before it got. Everything. Oh no! What they did is they broke it down and they gave us, um, they gave it to us quarterly, but now they changed it. They just recently changed it, and again, we didn't get a say in it. They told us how it was going to be, and they told us now, you got to earn those minutes. So now they're giving it to us in minutes. See before. We have to use it in hours, mm -hmm. but they actually give it to us in minutes, but we can't use it in minutes. Mm -hmm. So now we get paid this UPT in minutes, but it all depends on how much we work. <laughs> yes. So they're rewarding, they're rewarding you free time by how hard you work. Yes. And what they are you, a monkey? Exactly. And they try to say, no, see, you can actually get more now because if you work even more, you'll get more. Man. Yes. So they changed it. That, and that was new that they implemented. They didn't ask us what we thought about it they didn't ask us for any opinion or help on what what we think about it and we're actually still trying to tell them if you're giving it to us in minutes let us use it in minutes right now mm -hmm. we have to use it in block hours mm -hmm. but yet we only get it in minutes yeah so i can't use 15 minutes of it i have to use a full hour if i only need to cover 15 minutes i you actually have to use yeah. an hour's worth to cover the 15 minutes wow yeah Man, you might as well just be carrying whips on their side. <laughs> supervisor. I think I want to go get a job over there just, just so I could see and experience it, dude. <laughs> oh, dude, I probably wouldn't last an hour, dude. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. They even, if we want to go a little bit further, they, yeah, have, yeah. they have this belt, this new technology that they came out with that they're making new people wear. And it's a belt and it has everything, all these devices in it. And it, it logs in your algorithm, like an algorithm on our computers. They put it in a work belt and they make the new people wear it. And it's constantly recording your data. So what it does is it tries to log in how many steps you take, how many times you bent down, uh, how many boxes you picked up. All that, it, it, it's like a this huge thing that it, it records. Holy shit. And then if it feels you bent down wrong, incorrectly to it pick It shocks up, you. Uh, almost, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gives you a strong vibration. Oh, my God. No way. Yes. Yes. Oh, fuck, dude. Where's the Where's it? Is it going up in your culo and it vibrating? It gets you back straight, back straighten up your back? That's what they're doing Oh, right my now. God. Yeah, we got a technology now in, in, our, in our truck. There's cameras, right? Front camera, back camera. But uh, it beeps like if you grab a water bottle and you're driving, drinking, it'll beep. Uh, if you turn too fast, um, but it's it's constantly uh, monitoring you that. But uh, mm -hmm. I, I can only imagine UPS ain't too far behind where it's just going to have a seat. Uh, the seat's going to be able to shock you if you don't get up fast enough as soon as you turn off the car <laughs> to get up to grab your package. Uh -huh. yeah. You know, what about drivers? You, you got any information on the drivers? Like what's no. going on with them? Just, just in your in your section. Yeah, yeah. I got to get an Amazon driver on here. Yeah. But how do they feel about being unionized? Do they feel? They would like to be. Okay. They have issues too. I'm, yeah. I'm sure they do, yes. and I would love to get an Amazon driver on yeah. here 
to have a conversation because I see them driving with their bulkhead doors open, mm-hmm. the back door open. I'm like, dog, I drove up. I'd mess with them. I drive up next to them. Hey, dude, you just dropped a bunch of packages out back there, dude, because they leave their back doors open. Um, but I can only imagine what they're they're going through because I'm a driver. You know, mm-hmm. I've worked in a warehouse, too. But, man, a fucking belt that vibrates. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I know I wouldn't be able to do that because I like to, like, you know, there, if there's a good song on going in the warehouse. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to, you know, cut loose. I mean, I'm going to vibrate crazy because. You know, I'm going to cut loose, but yeah. And, and, and the thing is you cannot bend down as they would say properly, um, throughout your 10 hour workday because they want you to go so fast in your production of getting those boxes out. And, and it, the reason why for that is they have, they have sirens. I call them sirens. They're bells. So they're put on certain, um, conveyor belts. So if that line backs up, because you say you're doing it properly, mm-hmm. um, you or if you get tired and you're going a little bit slower than what they want you to do, that line will back up and it'll it'll blast like a siren and it'll turn red and they even have a light and it'll go off. And they'll go on. They'll even go on their walkie talkies and say line five is is red lighting hurry up and they want you to hurry up and go even faster than what you're doing to get that light to stop and the light will only stop and only stop siren you know making the sound Mm -hmm. until you hurry up and pull those boxes so the the flow keeps going that flow has to constantly keep flowing and if it stops it backs up and then the the siren goes off wow yeah that's intense Mm mm-hmm yeah how how do you like <clears throat> I know you, you spoke on management. How about you like you just interacting with your coworkers? Are they are they I mean, I'm sure I'm sure they're like-minded like you. Um do you feel like you have a good like interaction with them? Do you have do you have a good cohesive like um nature with them? You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Is it is it nice or is it like oh, we're all intense because we have to be intense because of what the parameters are for the company? Um, It's both. Mm. It it depends on the day. And it depends on the management there. Because, too, another thing is it's just not the worker where we have the revolving door. It's management, too. Mm -hmm. I've had so many different managers throughout these seven years that I've been there. I, I go through multiple new managers every year. I have at least 50 plus. Mm. And so it's a revolving door for management, too. And they keep constantly moving them. So I'll, I'll get a new manager every like three, four months. Yeah. And so it's the same thing. So now here comes a new manager. You got used to one manager style. Now here comes a new one. They want to change it up. They have different things that they're working mm. on. They have different aspects that they dis- to them are more important than right. the other manager had. Right. So they're going to be on you more for this thing than the other manager was. Yeah. So that's when the the atmosphere changes mm-hmm. because of this the new management style yeah and then so once you get used to them then everyone's okay and we're right. good and then before you know it they're gone and here comes another one yeah yeah and actually in our facility i deal with two di- two managers per week they call it back half and front half mm-hmm. so since i work is that like a.m and p.m no or is it like it's this it's what it is is i work monday through thursday okay a front half manager works Sunday through Wednesday. 
a back half manager works Wednesday through Saturday. Got it. So I work Monday through Thursday. So I deal with front half and back half. Mm-hmm. But I'm in the same department. But yet I deal with two different managers. And they have two different styles. And I'm doing the same thing. But yet I have to do it differently depending on what, what manager I'm dealing with. Yeah, yeah, what day it is. Yeah, yep. I totally understand that. I, I work in the restaurant industry and it's just it's just like that we have a revolving door i mean i've had a manager for three months and then all of a sudden boom Mm -hmm. somebody totally different and i'm like i have to you know kind of conform to them a little Mm -hmm. bit and like how i talk to them and and, you know how to interact and it's it sucks because you have to constantly like be in check with your not only yourself but with Mm -hmm. them to be like am i good i'm good with you yeah all right cool 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 Mm -hmm. and yeah, I mean, I can't, I couldn't even imagine yeah. having to deal with that like mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, the the interaction with, with uh, coworkers for me is, is, is super important because that keeps me motivated and mm-hmm. they always keep, I want to work, I want to help you. How can mm-hmm. I help you be better for us? Yeah. Right, as a team. So I can, I mean, and especially with as big as a warehouse that you guys have, mm-hmm. like I would imagine it, you would want to like be, good for your neck for the next person who's you know after you take care of whatever you have you know your your job and then you push it on to the next you know next like you have to you want to be good for them i guess yeah well you guys are kind of like a family because Mm -hmm. you you end up spending so much time with your co-workers and i think um is one of the main motivators that i've seen uh for nanette is not just making the working conditions better for her, but for everybody that is working uh, with her because they're all going through their own challenges. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, I got something right here that, that somebody wrote to me and they they wanted to you know, listen into the podcast and knowing who you guys are. And they wanted me to uh, say this to you guys because I, I wanted I want to say it in my own words. But the way this is was written was like I, I can't cha- I can't make any uh you know it's just it was good the way it was read uh it says uh nanette and carolina are perfect example of class struggle unionism they are not only organizing their amazon fulfillment center ont8 but they are also organizing their communities they care more about making the lives of working class better they truly care about the people and i couldn't have said it even any better i was like okay let me maybe do it in my own words (laughs) and said but uh he, he was dead on. You know, you guys are doing something and, and we get lost in uh, uh, translation, transit translation. I think is the proper mm-hmm. word, uh, you know, we, we want to just get it done. Come home, uh, be, be in our little cocoons and watching our, our shows and just go through life. But uh, and not look at the future, just go day by day. And that's the way it is at this warehouse. And there's got to be a future, right? Me. I look at the future. I look at where am I going to be? I know that 52 will be eligible to retire. Uh, will, I, will I be financially ready? I don't know. With the way California is and the prices of homes, uh, the, the, the living wages and the, the, the being able to live and all that, it's expensive now. It's, it's very expensive. That's what people are leaving and going to other, other states. Mm-hmm. And to sit there and, and, and have thousands of workers paying them $15, $16 an hour. And to some people, that's a lot, you know, but you're living at home. You don't own nothing. 
and and who's buying all these properties who's buying all these buildings and they're just capitalism i believe in capitalism right but there is going to be a cap on it and we're get it's getting too out of control now and i look at i don't i don't hate jeff bezos he came out with an idea he was smart he, he did it but they're like now it's time to give back. I mean, if I was a billionaire, dude, I'd give back to the people. Because I'll tell you this, people are going to, my the drivers at UPS, they complain. Yeah, everybody complains. But they know that at the end of the rainbow, there's going to be a pot of gold for them. For Amazon drivers, Amazon workers, there's no end, end of pot of gold. And there should be. Mm-hmm. And it's not too hard for the companies to, to, to invest their money, put it, you know, and do what UPS is doing. But greed has gotten a hold of them and, and investors and everything else and every technology. And, and it's just we're not robots. Right. You know, people say, oh, uh, Amazon is going to take over and UPS will be no longer at FedEx. No, Amazon's a different distribution. They do different stuff. Amazon's not going to get into delivering envelopes. Uh, they're not going to be picking up Macy's and Target and stuff like that. They're in they're they're in a different type of industry. UPS picks up all their shit after Christmas. All our trailers are full of Amazon returns. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a uh, it's it's crazy. It's crazy how this this company has gotten so big so quick. And I see the Amazon drivers. I'm just like, man, dude, like it's just like I get it. You're making you got to do what you got to do. Right. But you deserve better. You deserve better. And I I. I'm happy you guys are doing it. I'm happy you guys are here on the show. It means a lot that you guys are doing something. And I'm here to help. I'm here to help. Whatever you guys need, I- I'm here to help. I want to see Amazon unionize. Before we get out of it, let's talk a little bit about Chris Chris Smalls. You you met him? Who who met? You guys both met him, right? So Talk a little bit about him. Who is he? Uh, he's the main guy, right? So what happened is that... Um you know, like you said earlier, I don't work inside the warehouse. Yes. I, I've been helping Annette uh, from the outside. In uh, talking to her, I, I looked at different ways that um, she could unionize this warehouse. And uh, I knocked on a lot of doors, made a lot of phone calls, mm-hmm. and um, reached out to a lot of the local unions because I thought. Who, yeah, who'd you reach out to? I want to say that yeah. we. I reached out to the Teamsters because one of my clients, I, I, I spoke to him about what was happening mm-hmm. with Nanette. And he said, you know what? Uh, this year, Amazon is going to have a, a whole, uh, not Amazon, Teamsters is going to have a whole department devoted to trying to unionize yeah. Amazon. And Weren't I, they there in September or October when you guys had that big one in Ontario? No. No, I thought they no. were. Well, I know people that that were there. You had some type of rally out there. That was, uh, I believe that that's San Bernardino. Oh, yeah. San Bernardino. Yes. Uh, I thought yes. it was Ontario. No. So we're in Moreno Valley. Okay. Yeah. So so what happened was that I was I was excited. I was like, this is it. These are the people, uh, you know, teams are strong. One of the, the biggest unions, if not the biggest union. Mm-hmm. They're going to help you because mm-hmm. this is what they want to do. And it turns out that that's not what they wanted to do, at least not with us. Mm. And what so, do they want to do? I don't know what they want to do because they have a big campaign talking about. Yeah, how they're campaigning. Yeah. Sorry about the smoke. <laughs> no, <your> it's fine. <laughs> talking about that. Th- this is uh, what they want to do. But we haven't seen it. And, and we didn't get the help or the support, it, which was a surprise 
because Nanette has put in a lot of work and um, any union uh, that really wants to do this would have joined forces and helped her to yeah. accomplish this. So, you know, uh, I kept making phone calls. Uh, nobody wanted to help out. So I reached out to one of my friends who is uh, another activist. His name is Eden Enamorado. Okay, shoot me his info. Yeah. I'd like to get him on the show. Yeah, and uh, he he's focusing right now on helping street vendors. Mm -hmm. And But anytime I have a question, I'm like, hey, Eden, what do you think? So I, I said, you know, I have this issue. I don't know what to do anymore because I don't know who else to reach out to. Yeah. And he said, why don't you call Chris Smalls? And... And so I thought about it and I, I said, there's no way that Chris is going to uh, even pay attention to what we're doing here in California. Hey, can you move that? The smoke's blowing <laughs> in, our, in her face, dude. They shouldn't be that hot. So so I reached out to Chris and, and I was surprised. It's a bot, even botter. Oh, there you go. Yeah, just move it over. Move it in the grass. I was surprised that he actually got back to me uh, right away. He was interested in, in uh, what Nanette was doing. So I, you know, gave him Nanette's information. And two days later, we were meeting with him in L.A. Wow. And uh, it goes. And isn't he back? He's from back east, right? Yes, he is. Wow. Yes, he is. So for me, uh, it's so amazing. Something so simple as caring mm -hmm. and stopping to listen. Something that nobody did. You know, this is going to be historic when it happens here in mm -hmm. California. It will be the first warehouse in California to be unionized not only that it's going to affect every single other warehouse in the surrounding area mm -hmm. so you're talking about um how close are you guys i want to say we're close yeah i want to say we're and close is it and what does the company do if, if you guys get those get those uh signatures and then you get the votes to say we're going to unionize what does the company do then do they say well go ahead you know and then what you guys go on strike or they have to go to the table and say, okay. No, they have to sit down and negotiate a, a contract. That's what they have to do. So, because you guys, so Amazon doesn't have a contract, basically, then. Yeah. Okay. And so, so basically, you're saying them. we want a contract. It forces oh, them to okay. negotiate. So, that's that's why it's so important. You know, and one of the reasons for coming on your podcast and looking at different uh, avenues of getting this message out is we need support. Mm -hmm. We need support. Uh, we need to people for people to care about what's going on inside these yeah. warehouses and all these elected officials that always talk about, hey, we stand with with the workers. Where mm -hmm. are they? Because mm -hmm. I haven't seen that either. Mm -hmm. So uh, I know that they stand with unions that have been established for a long time. But right now it is a new revolution. Right now, almost every sector that hasn't been unionized is unionizing. Mm -hmm. And so it's important that these people stand with us, too, in what we're trying to do right now. Um, so anything. So has there been any warehouses that have unionized yet with Amazon? Not yet. The ALU. The ALU. Uh, they were the first ones with uh, Chris Malls. OK. And, and what hub was that? That was in New York. Really? That was in New York. So that was they're actually the. Him and his committee committee were the first to ever unionize an Amazon, mm -hmm. and so and it's called ALU. Yes. What is that short for? Amazon local? Labor Union. Oh. Mm -hmm. This is why, when no one wanted to help us. So he's the what the big boss. He's the secretary treasurer. What, what would they label? He's him a as? president of oh, the okay. ALU. He's a president of the ALU. Oh. Wow. Mm -hmm. That dude must be making some bank, man. 
Well, I think <laughs> I think that a lot of people think that, but they don't understand that it's taking the support from a lot it of different. It does. Yeah, it does. It to does. to even be able to do the work that he's done, and and it's not just him; it's a team of people. But you're talking about attorneys. You're talking oh, about yeah. a lot of things. So uh, people uh, criticize him on a lot, you know, because Ways he's a little. Looks, he's got a, he likes shiny with his gold teeth. And uh, he was on what the cover of the New Yorker, right? Yes. And then he was also, uh, what show was he on recently? He's been on a lot, yeah, of, a lot of shows. Yes. But you know what? But uh, he put in the work, He just, you know. But people think that this is coming from union dues. It's not coming from union dues. No. It's not because, uh, unfortunately, you know, Amazon uh, hasn't wanted to sit down to negotiate a contract. They're being forced to do this. So for those people saying that Chris is out spending union dues, that's a lie. <laughs> that's a lie. And whatever he wants to do with his money. And maybe well, he's got to get paid. I mean, he, maybe yeah, maybe he money. doesn't. Uh, you know, people say he's driving a Bentley. Maybe he's driving two or three. I don't know. <laughs> one for each day of the week. But you know what? Uh, he's not driving a spaceship to uh, outer space. <laughs> you expect people that are organizing. I don't know what people think. You, you know, listen, they, they you, should you, be your you, life. You did. You worked towards something. You created something out of nothing. You deserve. You know, if you want to drive a Bentley, drive a Bentley. And, and people. People I, are always going to criticize. Yeah. They criticize the podcast all the time. They write blogs and, and shit and you you have to know that you you did something you're doing something good but look at the details right where was everybody else in the inland empire or anywhere in california to come out and actually give nanette the respect and the time to listen to what she was doing it took chris malls to come from new york and actually make the time listen to her has been helping her and helping what what we've been doing no one else did that you gotta have respect for that too and why is that you think i mean that that's a, that's why listen we just had our elections right we had uh our national elections uh you know we, we got uh by my recent local election and we only had a, a certain percentage i mean it was under I think we had what seven thousand. I think seven thousand members of my local, and only uh, what was it? Well, the top, the top one got fourteen. The top one who won, we got fourteen hundred, and then the second place got like six hundred. So let's just say we had. I'll even rough it up. We had we had about two thousand votes out of uh, seven thousand. So. There's no participation even when you're union. You're union, yeah. you expect people to be involved, and no one's involved. I don't know what it is. I know people, oh, no, I'm tired of it. It's politics, and, and they're always arguing. The Everything is politics. Yeah, yeah, it is. I get mad. I go, man, it's like fucking high school. Everyone's mm -hmm. fucking bickering, blah, 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 da, da, da. And what do you, and like, I'm trying, you know, I'm like you guys. I want to get people involved. Everyone mm -hmm. should do their part. You're part of a community. You have to do your part. You want to better their lives, but people are, are bombarded by entertainment uh, and just thrown at and television and concerts. And you, you, to be part of a community, to get involved, doesn't take a lot of time, right? We sleep for eight hours a day. We work for 10. I get it. Uh, 
But during the weekend, we got to once a month, like we have meetings once a month. There has to be some time to put for the community and do things. And I don't know what it is. What can we do to get these people involved? We're podcasting. You're out there out in the streets and, and with signs. And, and But yet people still don't get it. I don't know. Because I'll tell you this. If everyone got involved and everyone voted, I'm telling you, we would change this country fucking overnight. And that's one thing I started this podcast for is that I wanted to get the information out there and get people to get involved and and, and run for your go to go to the town hall meetings and, and, and get involved because people think, oh, because they look on Twitter and and uh, there was a drag queen in the classroom and that's the way the world is. It's really not. You know, you got to get out there and get your information and and and, and get involved. It's not too hard. Right. Here's the thing. So the ALU was created through Amazon workers. Mm-hmm. Um, they know the struggles that a lot of Amazon facilities are going through. We all have that in common. And they were able to successfully make the first unionized warehouse. And within 25, 25 years, 27 years of Amazon's existence, no uh, facility has been able to unionize except for now because workers united they got together and wanted to make a change and they did it successfully the thing is at my facility as we're going through that to try to do the same thing that they did we are getting hit from our management and amazon telling us bad things about the alu so then at the same time we're fighting back to tell them that this was a worker-led thing and they were able to be successful at it but yet we have people in our facility management and the firm that they hire to tell us well who is the ALU they've never they they don't have experience they don't know how to do a contract or nothing but the thing is it's not like the workers themselves are going to be in there against the uh, Amazon lawyers to make this negotiating contract where the unions have professionals that have done this for many years mm-hmm. to do this, to help us make these negotiated contracts. And that's another thing that we're facing that we're trying to let our workers know. It's not like we are going to be the ones, the lawyers against Amazon lawyers. The lawyers are there to hear us out and, and, and dictate what we all come to agree on that we want in this contract. Mm. So we're going to have the experience to hit back at Amazon lawyers. And that's the difference right there. It's not like Chris Smalls is going to be in there negotiating our contract. No, no, no. Exactly. And that's what we're trying to tell the workers. But yet Amazon knows the little things, the little seeds they can plant in people's heads. It's and information, that's what doing. yeah. It's yes. information. Disinformation. Yeah, mm-hmm. disinformation. Mm-hmm. People are gullible. Mm-hmm. And you got to learn how to, like, this is the way I, I talk to uh, Amazon drivers or, or FedEx drivers. I, when I talk to them, I, you have to, don't disrespect, dumb it down to them, right? You got to explain to them. You said, you tell them, after 25 years, 30 years working the company, when you decide to retire, does the company give you something? What? What? No. Yeah. Well, you know, UPS, you get something. You know what that's called? What? It's called a pension. You know how much that pension is? 
what? And you give them a number, right? I'm not going to say the number, but you give them a number. It's a pretty nice number. And they go, what? I go, yeah, that's what unions do. And so you got to simplify it for them in the Mm -hmm. warehouse. And, hey, you want to work in this warehouse for 20 years, right? Or you want to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there will be people coming in. I'm just, I'm going to college. I'm just trying to make some money. But you get people that just want to work. And you say, hey, you got to simplify it for them. Do you want to have something at the end of the rainbow? You want to have that pot of gold? Then you got to unionize because they're not going to give you something when you decide to retire. But if you're unionized, they're going to make sure that you get the best benefits, the best contract. And, and this company ain't going to go nowhere. They're not going to go belly up. Mm-hmm. And you got to learn how to simplify it for them. And and that's what I've been doing. Yeah. You know, learn how to simplify it to them. Mm-hmm. It's an honest living. Yeah. Honest living. Yeah, it is an honest living. Yeah. Or um, another uh, talking point that the firm uses on all of us in there is um, nobody can guarantee an outcome of a negotiated contract. You could get uh, the same, you could get better, or you can get worse. And they put that all think, over the I, TV screens. I don't, I don't think anything could get worse than wearing a fucking belt that vibrates right up your gulo. And that's the thing. <laughs> Been down wrong. We, that, that tell, when they say you could get worse, no. We know what we want, and our voice is going to get us better. And that's what I try to tell people. We can never get worse. Yeah, we could all, we could stay the same if we don't unionize. We could get worse if we let Amazon decide for us. We could only get better if we unionize. Mm-hmm. So uh, what's your guys' next step? What's the next meeting, rallies? What do you guys got going on? We have a, a rally. Uh, we haven't decided on the date yet, but it's going to be next month. And we're just going to keep putting information out there and meeting with people. We're trying to raise funds mm-hmm. to support what we're doing uh, and just keep putting information out there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really our focus right now is countering a lot of the negativity uh, with the truth. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, shit, get somebody on the show that's got negativity. I would like to talk with them. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd, I'd love to have a conversation with them, dude. I'm like, uh, who's putting money in your pockets? You know, like I would. That's that's I don't know, man. Like I, I like what you guys are doing, and and like I said, I was recommended to you by a, a fellow listener, and I. I do want to clear something up though. Sure. About what I said about the Teamsters, um, we have a lot of support from individual Teamsters yeah. members. Um, as workers, they identify with a lot of the struggles mm-hmm. that, you know, Nanette and her mm-hmm. co-workers are going through. So when I say that we didn't have the support of the Teamsters, I'm talking about the higher-ups. Higher ups. I'm talking about the people <laughs> that have the power to actually support us mm-hmm. in a different way. Mm-hmm. But we've had a lot of support, a lot of people reaching out mm-hmm. that are Teamsters members. Mm-hmm. And you know, we we appreciate that. Yeah, we just had uh, Hoffa Jr. just retired, and we just had a transition and higher power up there uh, with O'Brien and, and Zuckerman, mm-hmm. uh, and they're making their rounds around the United States and introducing themselves. and And one big thing is going on is our UPS contract expires in August, mm-hmm. so they, they they're busy, right? A lot of contracts, and I think it's what 1.4 million uh, Teamsters in the United States. So these these guys are busy. But I, I follow their tweets and their, their uh, Instagrams. And, and uh, when they first got elected, they said the number one thing was they were going to unionize Amazon. And I think it's just going to take time 
for them. But, I mean, you guys already got the ball rolling with Chris Smalls. And, well, you know, as long as you guys get unionized, I, I really don't, you know. It, 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 I, I you do want to say that O'Brien was one of the people that tried to deter us from going forward with unionizing. And what do you mean? He tried to get you for not unionizing? Uh yeah, he he contacted uh, uh, like another person really right before we were going to have the um, press conference and said, hey, these two women don't know what they're doing. They're going to mess up what we're trying to do uh, because they're working with another group in San Bernardino. But what I think is that if you're really about the workers, it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter yeah. if you're really about the cost. It shouldn't matter. And I'm saying this because it needs to be said, yes, we're two women that maybe maybe we don't have the experience that, you know, maybe he has. Uh, but also with all the experience he has and resources, he hasn't done anything. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to say that I'm proud of the work that we've done with no experience, like he said, and that we continue to do and like never underestimate the power of somebody's passion. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's, you know, something that I want to say. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I just say that um, it doesn't matter what union local you're under. Mm -hmm. What matters is we all work together. I feel that all unions need to work together to help each other because we're all we all have the same common cause. That yeah. is the worker. Mm -hmm. They're the number one priority. So I feel that we shouldn't have a bunch of branches coming off this main tree for example we all need to be united as one because i see corporations as united as one mm -hmm. they may they have one goal mm -hmm. and that is to make sure that yes they have a bottom line it's about money to the shareholders and no power to the worker they're all they all agree on that so I feel unions need to come together, all of them, to agree on their one common cause is the worker and better for them. So that's my thing. I think the more of us that are uniting together, the better. Mm -hmm. Who cares who's under who you decided to go with or who's actually your, those cards are coming signed under? As long as we're all together working together, that's the main cause right there. Mm. The main Preach. priority. Preach. <laughs> Man, I feel like I'm in church right now. Man. It don't matter, yeah. matter the paycheck as long as, as long as we're all together. Yes. yes. Don't matter the paycheck as long as we're all together. Man, I feel you. Uh, listen, we're at an hour and, uh, and a half. You guys, you guys got anything else you got to say before no. we get out of here? Uh, follow us on our Instagram account, Union for Amazon. <laughs> we try to put up the most information on that. No, I know. I've yeah, seen it. That's the one that we're guys. good at, you know, ma maintaining is the Union for Amazon one on Instagram. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so that's our main one that we're on. And we also on there, we have the, the, uh, what is it? The LinkedIn tree or link. We're link tree yeah link i got tree. that too yeah yeah we it. have that on there so you can click on there and we have a lot of other things under there and um articles and we even have our gofundme account on there so if you want to make any kinds of donations a dollar don't matter anything we have all that information well, let me on know, there let me know uh i mean obviously not tonight but let me know if you want help with your page i could i could help mm -hmm. you and, and with your link tree and and link things up like especially with this podcast i could link it up so they could you know, uh, you know, oh, okay. go straight to your your pocket because like you guys been on a few shows, right? Yeah. And so I, you know, you could put in your link tree where it would go straight to the podcast and okay. get your information out there. And that's what I, I've learned as a great. podcaster <laughs> is to learn how to uh, spread spread the 
spread the news. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, yes. the good news. But <laughs> once again, I, I had a great time with you guys. Mm -hmm. and, Thank uh, you for having uh, us. Yeah, man, it's amazing. Uh, what you guys are doing and, and and I'm happy for you guys. I'm proud of you guys and I'm honored to have you guys here and I can't wait to get you guys back on. Yes. I can't wait to go out there. Uh, I was actually supposed to go out there. There was one in Ontario or maybe it was San Bernardino. I was supposed to go. A lot of uh, my friends went out there, uh, but I, I got I was at work, couldn't get the days off. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I, I've been watching you guys and unionizing Amazon and and, and I'm rooting for you guys. And you guys got my 110 percent uh, backing from this. So once again, thank you guys thank for coming you. on the show. I uh, appreciate you guys. Thank you. Right. Thank you for having us. All my listeners from around the world, I love you guys. I'll see you next week. All right? Peace.